Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Okay, guys. Happy Tuesday. Uh, we want to kick things off, Sarah and I, by saying that we feel lucky to be a part of a beauty community and it's how we met and how we've met so many other amazing brands and and people frankly and the beauty community has demanded inclusion and diversity for years now and although there is so much more work to be done we know this we are really proud to be a part of an industry that has been working to be better and and makes it a priority and if if they haven't yet they're behind the times (laughs) Very, very big priority here. So we would be remiss not to talk about what's happening in our country right now. I know that a lot of people listening have probably been glued to their televisions or participating in the peaceful protests around the country. Um, And we are with you and support you. And for us, the obvious way to show your support for black men and women is with your dollar. So we encourage you to put your money where your mouth is and support Black-owned beauty businesses. Yes. So Kirby and I uh, wanted to highlight 10 brands today. We chose these because we personally love and use products from these brands. We know there are tons and tons of beauty brands out there that we are not going to talk about today, but we would love to learn about them, especially if our listeners out there, if you guys know of any Black-owned beauty brands that you think we should be aware of, uh, products that you love to use, please share with them with us on our Facebook group, DM us on Instagram, and so that we can, you know, share it with the rest of the Los Angeles community as well. But before we jump into that, we are going to be chatting with Kayla Greaves, who is InStyle's Senior Beauty Editor. She's also my former colleague at Bustle, and she's just an incredible person all around. I love her so much. Kirby loves her. We're both huge fans of her work, and she has been so kind enough to take time out of her day to come on the podcast and to talk uh, to us and um, to you guys and help us learn how to become a better ally and what we can be doing to support the Black community and, you know, support Black makeup artists, Black stylists, and of course, Black-owned beauty businesses. Hi, Kayla. Hi. Hi, Kayla. Club Kayla. I don't know why why you say that. I love Club Kayla. You guys are hilarious. I love Club Kayla. I want I want Kayla to come. We need to have a segment where Kayla comes on every other month or something and is just like It'll just be songs that she has been playing on a CD only. Probably from the 90s. Yeah. Kayla's way of de-stressing is watching VHS tapes. Absolutely. I like to go back to like 
<laughs> Didn't you have your you had your dad ship you your Disney movies? No, I took them from home. Oh, you took them from home. Okay. Yep, yep. So yeah. I have them all. Yeah. I will be watching Brandy Cinderella tonight. Oh, oh, so good. The best Cinderella. Yeah. Whitney, oh my God, it's the best. Oh yeah. Oh my so God. Good. I also loved when the prince was Filipino because I was like, wow, this is amazing. I just they were so cute that. together. I just love the fact that racially it makes no yeah. sense. <laughs> but like as a kid, yeah. you didn't notice and you're just like, no, great. You're right. I just love it. Exactly. I love that reason. <laughs> Which is why it's important to have that kind of diversity in children's shows and movies because no one questions it and it just becomes normal when you watch it exactly (laughs) such a good movie um kirby did you know that kayla's from canada by the way oh a lot no 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 no. (laughs) wrong accent there you go (laughs) i just think of degrassi degrassi the next generation a boot do you say a boot i don't feel like i do but maybe i do you don't you don't you don't. People say I don't have an accent. They say like I sound very neutral. Yeah, you do. Like people can't pinpoint where I'm from. You escape. You just like taught yourself to not ha- say a boot. Kayla, what celebrity are you most proud of that has come from Canada? Ooh, I would say, okay, so she's more low key, but Tamia, because she just makes amazing mm. music. She's an amazing singer. And I don't feel like she gets the credit she deserves. I didn't know she was Canadian. Same. Mm-hmm. Drake takes all the credit for you guys. Or Bieber, Bieber, hello. Oh yeah, Bieber. Sorry, Bieber. I know. Yeah, him too. But I do listen to Tamia more than I listen to Bieber. I'll be <laughs> That's, good. That's good. We like that. Okay. Sorry. Tangent. Let's let's dive into this, Kayla. We're really grateful for your time. So thank you. You you worked today, and now you're hanging with us. First of all, we want to know how are you doing, but also what are some thoughts that you have specifically for the beauty industry and how we should be moving forward right now? Well, I mean, I've been obviously very exhausted like um we have summer fridays so i had like an extra day off this week i like got nothing like no like house chores or anything done it was just kind of like one of those weekends where i like struggled to wash my hair usually i like have my hair curly i just blow dried it and put it into this dreadful little bun that i was telling you guys about earlier (laughs) because i was just exhausted like mentally exhausted i tried to take a break it's hard to take a break because you almost I almost felt like a sense of guilt for not being tuned in and feeling like I'm not like there paying attention to it and not knowing everything that I should know so I was often watching CNN and then just you know watching the protests and seeing them escalate and seeing the police response is all very tiring and then before you know it it's like 2 3 a.m you turn off your television, then you go to bed and then you're like on your phone scrolling because things are still happening and literally cities are burning up and tear gas is being thrown and like a journalist like lost sight in her left eye because a rubber bullet got blasted into her. It's just, it's just like never ending. And it's just, I don't know, like this was the first weekend in a very long time that I stayed in bed until 2 PM, Yeah, you know? And it's like, I'll sleep and I'll wake up and I'm just like tired. And it's just like that. I don't know. It's like my soul is exhausted, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if it's been different for you, but like my inbox has been pretty light today. I I feel like brands, publicists are kind of tiptoeing into like, what do people want to see? What do people want to hear? So what are your thoughts? Like what should the beauty industry be doing right now? Well, I think, you know, for the last 
few years, everybody's been like, we champion diversity. We're inclusivity is like our number one thing. And it's so important to us. And then all of a sudden everybody had like 40 shades of foundation. And some of them you could tell there was thought process put into them. Some of them had very questionable undertones and you could tell it was just kind of a rush to get something out. All of a sudden models were diverse. You saw people of every color, so on and so forth. That wasn't always necessarily reflected. Um, by the company itself and who they were hiring, who was in senior positions. And I think now if you really care about diversity and inclusivity, this is the time to show that you care. Like I think the first two brands I saw that, you know, weren't really prompted, but just kind of made an effort was um, Glow Recipe as well as Herbivore. And, you know, I think, I think for brands, like obviously like making a donation it can get complicated. Like, you know, you have to go through approvals and there's a million people you have to go through depending on the size of the company or the landscape of the company. But I think to make a statement for what's right, just to say something and acknowledge it should be a no brainer. Right. And I think for publicists today, I kind of had to kind of go off on somebody politely, you know, she started the email with hope you had a great weekend. And I was like, girl, right. First of all, is this like, mass email that you're sending to everyone well it was addressed just to me it was like hey Kayla hope you had a great weekend and I was like listen respectfully like let me just like get to the point here before my job and anything else like I'm a black person I'm a black woman and there's no way you could seriously think that as a black person I could have had a good weekend like seeing what's going on and seeing what's happening and just like you know the history of America and race relations and then seeing that all kind of bubble up again, you know, for like the millionth time, it's like, there's no way you could have thought I had a good weekend, you know? And I've just kind of made the choice to tone down death sides and things like that, just to like focus on my mental health and just kind of buckle down and be able to do my work instead of like having all these little interruptions when like, I don't even really know if I'm going to be paying full attention to it, to be honest. That actually is kind of good segue into our next question. So we talked about this when we were at Bustle a lot, um, you know, just being two women of color editors and, you know, having to, and you're just not feeling represented and put our necks out there to put the stories that we wanted out and just seeing ourselves in the work that our company as a whole was putting out. Do you feel like, this is a question that people ask me, but obviously it's like nowhere near the same experience as you. Like, do you feel like in the last few years we have progressed in editorial, in the beauty industry, in the fashion industry, in media? And we're, are we as inclusive as we say or think that we are? Ooh, that's a good question. Yes and no. Because this is not just because I'm on the podcast with you guys, but when I see like Kirby, like taking the time to make story highlights and to like make a list of brands that have said or done something or donated, you know, just like things like that. So like, I don't have to do that work later. That's a good form of being an ally. It's like, okay, let me take this on. So like, you can just easily go to your phone and pick this up and see these things if you want to like look at it later. And that I think is the perfect way to just be helpful and to be a resource to people who like you know I just don't have the emotional bandwidth to like take it on right now neither I mean and you shouldn't have to like it's not your job right for so often we've had to do it because people say that they care and then they don't but also you know I see a lot of my peers in the industry and they're 
sharing things that come across as a little bit like, are you serious? Like a step-by-step guide on how to not be racist. And I'm like, guys, you need a guide to tell you how to not be racist? Like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. I put something on my story today, like the only time you're reaching out to Black people is when it's like a quote-unquote Black story. You need to think about why you're only reaching out to white people for like general content. Because at the end of the day, like think about it realistically. If you're speaking to a Black dermatologist, they probably have a little bit more expertise in the sense that when you look at dermatology, like medical schools and dermatology specialization, they don't teach about skin of color in the regular curriculum. You have to take extra courses in order to know that. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for cosmetology schools. So if you are a black person working in that field and you've taken those extra courses or you're a black hairstylist and you've taken those extra courses, you know about white hair, Caucasian hair, Asian hair, whatever, and you know about black hair. Same goes for skin. So the amount of knowledge that you have, is, it just doesn't compare, right? So like, for example, if you're, you know, working with a dermatologist on stories about lasers, and you're just generally talking about lasers and, hey, you know, this laser can work for ABCD problem, but you don't happen to mention, hey, people with dark skin can't use lasers generally. You're leaving that out of the, out of the equation. It's misinformation because people may not know that because of their skin tone, they can't use a certain laser treatment, right? But if you talk to somebody who was of color, then they may have been more forthcoming with that information. Totally. Whereas other dermatologists may not think to do it. It's not that they don't know, but they may not think to do it. It may not be top of mind for them. It's a form of exclusion. Exactly. I get what you're saying. If you're writing about laser hair removal and in the back of your mind as a writer, you're like, uh, black men and women can't use this laser anyway. So I'm not even going to cover that. I'm just going to focus on the people that it does work for that is a form of exclusion. I think that's like, that's something uh, incredibly important. Yeah. And I feel like it's so easy for people to think that they are being inclusive when they are using images featuring black models or, um, but don't really even that include information for a black woman in the story. Right. Which is what I feel like is kind of what you were saying. It's like, yes, it's the industry seems to be more inclusive, but it's really at such a surface level and there's so it's much It's very more. superficial. Yeah. Right. Like, mean. I think, yeah, I think like using imagery is important. Totally. You're talking about hair, for example. Put up people who have 4C hair. Don't just do like the two and three hair types. Put up people with like 4C hair, short hair, long hair, whatever. But, you know, if you're going to be doing a story on like lasers, for example, and like, let's say people of a certain skin tone can't use the laser what what are the options for them mm-hmm. you have to include everybody in your story because it it affects everybody and if we're just looking at this like number wise black women are the biggest consumer of beauty products in america period like it's just smart to do it mm-hmm. beyond anything else you know okay so i have a question that kind of piggybacks off that and something you said earlier you know we see brands on instagram and sure their feed looks good diverse includes different types of people But then when you get to who's running the show, there's no diversity. So if you are, you have this platform right now to talk directly to brands, what do you want to see them doing? Put black people in positions of leadership. Like a lot of the times you'll, they'll have black people in the company and they'll say X amount of our employees are people of color or black or whatever, but they're not in leadership roles. They can't really demand change unless they're in a position where they can do that if they have to go up like 10 steps to get approvals for something like things aren't going to happen or they're going to happen very slowly and I think people also need to question why like if you look around the room and everybody looks like you and thinks like you and acts like you Mm -hmm. 
you're, it's very hard for your company to grow, right? And then when things come up like this, like you need to have different viewpoints and different stances in the room because like, how do you navigate this? If it's all a group of white women from the same town, you know, the same upbringing, the same, you know, economic class, whatever, how do you, how do you think of, how do you have like a thoughtful conversation about this if everybody's thinking the same way, Mm -hmm. you know? Totally. At the end of the day, like it's as simple as this. Skincare, like you're working with people's skin. People are being discriminated for their skin. Like just think about it on the most basic terms. Like you have to care. I think that uh, it's also very, very apparent which brands right now are mostly white because they are doing literally the bare minimum in terms of advocacy and solidarity you know i've been going through different brand pages to see like okay have they donated money to to different organizations or whatever and you'll end up seeing like a post with nothing like written under it or it's just like which kayla has mentioned just a quote yeah from martin luther king and like call it a day it's like we need to know you have something up here in your head that you have a thought about what is right and what is wrong and what you're actually going to do to move forward. Even if you've been effing up before this, moving forward, what's, what's up and what's going to happen. And exactly. so I think guys, if you're, if you're looking at your favorite brands and you're like, huh, that's weird. They, they posted a photo or they, they put a quote up and, and they did literally nothing else. It means that there's not people at the company where they they don't feel comfortable saying anything and or they don't know how to say it um and that's a big problem it's a huge problem or like i feel like some brands who are obviously made up of a majority of white people at the top they can just also like accept that they've been wrong in the past and do something about it now which it's unfortunate that it has come to that you have to engage with your community like if people are on your page asking you like hey what's going on you have to answer and you have to answer in a thoughtful way. Like, for example, I know what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So I will give you a better example of how to do this. So somebody asked, you know, Dr. Barbara Stern put up a quote. Somebody asked, hey, are you going to um, be making a donation? She said, yes, this is something that's very important to me. I will keep you guys posted on what's going on, but we're absolutely going to be doing this. So it's like, okay, clearly there's something behind the scenes you guys have to figure out first. That is fine. As long as you're going to do it, just say, of course, this is top of mind for us. We're absolutely going to do it. We're going to share it with you guys in a few days or whatever the case is, but like engage with your community in a respectful way, because then it just becomes very chaotic. And people are also very like emotional right now. They're very angry. Things are heightened and responding in a careless reckless way right now is a great way to like lose a ton of your customers right now you want to keep your customers around engage with them thoughtfully i was going to ask you what you thought about mac because i i think mac has always been at the forefront of advocating for people and i thought they did a great job of putting up a post immediately saying We've advocated for people for 25 plus years. We will continue to do this because then that at least gives people like, okay, there's something going on behind the scenes at this company where they're probably trying to get their finances in order. I, I, they haven't released anything yet, but I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty hefty donation that they're making um, to multiple groups. So just stuff like that, putting it out there and, and being like, I keep telling because people are messaging me, say something, just freaking say something. People shouldn't have to search if you're 
standing with the community or not. No, I agree. And I, I also don't understand why it's so hard for people to find the words. A person, <laughs> we're just, <laughs> we're talking, just about talking about this. this. Why is it so hard for you to find the words, right? Like it's like a person died, right? Murdered. Literally, it's on video. There's no question. It's no anything. Like he had a knee on his neck. He said, I can't breathe. And he died from suffocation. Hello, what, like, what is, I don't understand how you don't have a stance on that, right? It's not political. It's not negative. It's not any of these horrible attributes that people are attaching to it. And if you think that it does, then you need to think about why you think that. Because you're probably racist, to be honest, if you Mm -hmm. think those things and you need to recognize that. You know, people almost act like it's like, it's worse to be called racist than to actually be racist. If you're doing something that's racist, recognize that and fix your behavior because denial is not going to change anything and people see it loud and clear and people are sick of it and it's not just black people who are sick of it everybody's sick of it now I think that it's a unique time like this is going to be a revolution like this is really going to I hope I hope changes things for the better and that people start moving forward with intention and purpose instead of just doing it to check off a, a box or to be labeled as inclusive or whatever they want to be labeled as. That being said, I'd love to know what your thoughts are on supporting Black artists, stylists, or anybody else in the beauty world right now. You know, are there things that we can be doing for people who have services that they offer? We're talking a lot about brands this episode, but you know, what else can we be doing? Reach out to Black beauty professionals. They don't only know how to talk about, you know, Black hair, Black skin. They just know general information and you can support them by just including them in that and just asking them something for a general story because they know these things. They're smart, trained individuals and it'll help them gain business momentum when things someday, one day go back to normal or whatever type of normal we go back into. That's the number one thing I think people can do is just like normalize black people. And do you get what I'm trying to say though? It's like people almost like, well, I think it's the same for black owned beauty brands. Exactly. I think a lot of people just think, oh, well, these brands, you know, these products are not for me. You know, like I I can't use them. That's a great point. But then on the flip side, it's like, look at how many of us engaged or embraced Korean beauty and like Asian beauty with open arms. All those those products were made in Asia, but that doesn't mean that, you know, everyone with skin can use it. So yeah, I think what you're saying is is just completely hits a nail on the head. It's the same thing with hair products like Carol's Daughter and Miss Jessie's. All of these products can be used for a wide range of hair types. But just because it's owned by a Black woman doesn't mean it's only for Black hair. Like if you're using a deep conditioning treatment, like I know a lot of white women don't like use it up until their roots. They kind of use it from their ear downwards. Just use it that same way. It's a deep conditioner. If you don't like it, shampoo your hair again. You know, like it's, <laughs> these are great products and they're, they're on the market for a reason and they're successful and they're big in the natural hair community for a reason because they work, but it's not just people with natural hair who use them. Like you can go to their social media page and see that. Well, if you're not using a, a brand because you identify it as a black owned beauty brand or a black brand, then you really need to consider what that says about you as a person. Like, why are you so okay using a white owned beauty brand as a, a standard, but you're you're not okay. Oh, it's a black beauty brand. I, I don't think that's for me. I mean, right. black women and men have been using white owned beauty brands for decades at this point. So exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. So 
we would love to know. I know you wrote a story on InStyle about your favorite Black-owned beauty brands and businesses. Do you have any that you want to shout out? Oh, my number one. I already mentioned it, but Miss Jessie's. I've literally been using, and my favorite product from them is their leave-in condition. Ooh. It's a leave-in conditioner, but they call it leave-in condition. I have been using it for God. I can't even remember when I started using it, but it's been a staple in my hair routine for the longest time. I love it. It smells amazing. Miko Branch is spectacular. Such a smart woman. I think everybody should be using Miss Jessie's. Like they have, they have such a wide range of products. Like there's no way you can't find something that that works for you. We could have you on and talk for hours and hours, but we know that you're exhausted. And we're so, so grateful that you even agreed to come on such short notice. And we love you. And we're so, so, so thankful. Where can our listeners find you on social if they need more Club Kayla? (laughs) Is that my new hashtag? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I love it. Um, All my social media is at Kayla A. Greaves. And you can find me on install.com. Okay, that was an amazing interview. Thank you so much, Kayla, for joining us on the pod. We adore you. And we hope to see you in real life. When we're allowed to fly normally and visit each other's cities without fear. <laughs> I know. There's, there's a pandemic still happening. Like I, I'm like, I can't keep up anymore. Now we would like to give the stage to... Black-owned beauty brands. These are just 10 guys. It was hard for us to kind of narrow this down, but you might notice some larger brands aren't included. It's because we've probably talked about them before on the pod. We really want to give some shine to some new brands that maybe you're not familiar with to go spin that cash and, and get some stuff going. Sarah, what is the first brand? Okay, so I think we have a lot of Target beauty shoppers out there, I'm sure. So you've probably seen the lip bar on the shelves. Uh, But for those of you who are not familiar, Lip Bar is a vegan and cruelty-free cosmetics line created by Melissa Butler. And she actually started the Lip Bar in her kitchen while she was working on Wall Street because every, every... you know, amazing business starts either in the kitchen or the dining room, right, Kirby? Like us? Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> and so, you know, Melissa was tired of the beauty industry's lack of diversity. And um, she went on Shark Tank and actually pitched her brand and got rejected. They usually like know what they're doing. So they really missed out on this. Yeah, truly. Now you can shop lip bars inclusive offerings in 450 different target locations which is just so incredible the brand makes everything from foundations to eyeshadow palettes but they are known for their lip products in fact last year they launched which i think just speaks to like their 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 mission and their brand they launched this nude lipstick collection that featured 16 different shades and a variety of tones and formulas and finishes um and they were just so gorgeous um because i think we all know it's for really really hard to find a, a nude lipstick that fits your skin tone um, especially if you have deeper skin for me personally the first product that I ever used was a product called boss lady which was a liquid matte and you guys know that I am not a fan of liquid matte lipsticks because I've got dry lips but it goes on like a gloss it dries matte Lasts all day, comes in so many amazing, amazing colors. Great for the situation we're in right now, having to wear masks all the time because you can put it on and it won't budge. Yeah, it's 13 bucks. Okay, next up we have Uma Beauty. 
Uh, it's spelled U-O-M-A, but it is pronounced Uma. Uh, it says it on their website. And this is a cosmetics line that was started by Nigerian-born Sharon Shooter. Sharon is a spitfire. I met this woman last year on a panel I was moderating, and I, I was obsessed with her. She had her tiny dog with her, and she was... Oh, did she? Yeah, and she was not mincing words. Like, she was just laying it all out there. I have so much respect for Sharon. So she is actually a former LVMH executive, and you could she's she's a beauty veteran. She's been in this business for a while, and she decided to create Amma, which means beautiful, because she was inspired by the rich ethnic diversity of Africa and has this really expansive product line that caters to a variety of skin tones and undertones to match. So that's why if you are looking for a good foundation, they have a great one that you should start with. But my personal favorite is this lipstick and if you have been on the internet you've probably seen it it's the black magic metallic lipstick it is so beautiful uh it's 26 dollars. i truly didn't want to use it because it was just so pretty i feel like it should be in like an acrylic box that you like leave on display just to look at but it's kind of it's like a flocked lipstick that has this glitter component on top of it so so gorgeous but when you apply it it really truly is a metallic so it's not super glittery it's more of a shimmer shade and they have six different shades of it right now the black magic metallic lipstick another beauty brand that i want to talk about is beauty bakery which i'm sure you know if you've stepped into an ulta recently you have seen their adorable products just jumping and yelling for your attention off the shelves uh it was started by a woman named cashmere nicole who is also known as cakes in cashmere um and it launched in 2018 um, and her products are just adorable, so fun. They are all bakery themed. So she's got products like wake and bake face oil, makeup blending egg, and flower setting powder. And when I was at Bustle, she did an interview with us and she told us that she wanted to launch a beauty business because she did not want a group of marginalized people to feel even more marginalized um, and to not be able to have the same experience as everyone else when they are simply just shopping for, you know, a foundation or a concealer or a lip product that, you know, looks good on their skin tone. So I have not tried this product before, but it is definitely on my shopping list. It is called Instabake Aqua Glass Foundation. It sounds like everything that I personally love and look for in a foundation. It's lightweight, but it has that, achieves that dewy glass skin finish that, uh, you know, is really popular in, or that I should say like in Japan and Korea made really popular. Um, but sometimes I feel like there are formulas that promise that finish, but then it's like not enough coverage and then it doesn't really cover any like your blemishes. While this one uh, promises to be color correcting, covers all your pores and that texture. So I am very excited to try it. Uh, it comes in 30 different shades, I believe. So you will definitely find your perfect match. Um, and they also have a uh, shade finder uh, matcher on their website if you don't know what color you are. Next up is Mented Cosmetics. And I personally feel uh, an attachment to this brand because the founders, one, the first name is KJ and the other's last name is Johnson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm like, I feel close to you. Absolutely. So, so minted cosmetics is non-toxic and vegan. If that is something that you're prioritizing in your beauty routine, which you should. And it was launched by KJ Miller and Amanda Johnson. And they decided to start minted over a glass of wine as, as one does. They just sound so fun. Yeah. Glass of wine, uh, discussing about how hard it was to find the perfect nude lipstick. Amen. So KJ and Amanda are both extremely passionate about pigmented makeup products uh, that look good on all skin tones. And they have a really handy shade finder on their website to help you find your perfect match. The product I am going to suggest from the brand is the Everyday Eyeshadow Palette. This is my, if Sarah, if you saw this palette, what would you say? Okay, it has to have like neutral like taupes and browns and you know some like just really pretty shimmers that will look good like over Kirby's beautiful eyes, really highlight her long ass lashes. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> this is the perfect <laughs> the perfect eyeshadow palette for me. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, wow. This is extremely your shit. Yeah, extremely my shit. It's They call it the Everyday Eyeshadow Palette, and it's, it says, quote-unquote, designed with your melanin in mind. So you know that the product is going to show up no matter what skin tone you have. I'm obsessed with the two colors in the right-hand column on the top and the bottom with the shimmer in them. That's a palette that, like, I, fi- I mean, I would personally love to, and I would use it until I hit pan, or I, I would just have it for years and wouldn't, wouldn't be able to, like, throw it away yeah you know those (laughs) exactly yep and they call this also like a nude eyeshadow palette so something that you could wear on the regular and and have everything that you need it's 28 dollars 28 dollars for an eyeshadow palette is kind of unheard of these days okay so kirby and i are both fans of this next brand i'm going to talk about called clur uh kirby and i got to meet the founder leslie thornton um where was it it was at the who what where like pop-up was that Christmas? I can't remember when that was. I can't remember when it was, but it was at the pop-up. Leslie was kind enough to introduce herself to us. And did she send you product? She sent me product. I th- she sent me product. Okay, okay. Well, Because I have it, it so okay, she must have yeah. sent it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was her. Thank you, Leslie. Um, so Clur is all about being clean and ethical and inclusive. They are a skincare brand. Leslie used to be an esthetician and a formulator uh, before she started Clur. Through that experience, she really was able to see the effects of different ingredients and formulations on different skin tones and skin conditions and ethnicities. And so that really helped inform her when she was creating Clur. Clur is an independent, self-funded, woman-owned and operated company. So this is definitely one that Kirby and I think you should 100% be supporting if you are looking for just a beautiful, sustainable, effective skincare product. I personally love the Immersion Hydrating Serum. Because I can't, so I feel honestly feel like my our poor listeners are like Sarah. We know you have skin that's dry as fuck. Everything <laughs> is dry on your body, your lips, your skin, but it's dry. So this serum is super hydrating, um, and it, and the packaging, by the way, of all of her products are so beautiful. It's really minimalist, and I'm sure that they're all sustainably packaged um, as well. It's got the vitamin C in it, B5 and E, so it's really helping strengthen your barrier. 
um, and then improving your moisture protect moisture retention and then you know plumping your skin just a really good base uh, before you put your uh, moisturizer and, and your sunscreen on so it's it's a little bit pricey it's 68 bucks but that's I think the going rate for a clean ethically made skincare serum so moving on we have base butter. Base butter only has one product, so it'll make it really easy for you to decide what you want to purchase. <laughs> it's the base butter. Okay, so it's called base butter. It's a crowdsourced skincare brand built for black women, and it's founded by Chenille Johnson and Nicolette Graves. And they started Base Butter because they wanted to create a really simple, easy to use product made through simple formulas that safely, safely being the keyword here, improve the overall health of the skin for immediate protection and long-term results. So I wanna read something that they have on their website that I thought was really great. It says, our mission is to help make skincare easy for black women. Our vision is a world in which women accept and love their skin so much they'll do anything to protect it. Our purpose is to help women feel comfortable in their skin. Our brand promises to create better informed consumers through information, education, and products that work. Uh, our ph product philosophy is that the products we make are designed to nourish and protect your skin. Their key product is the Radiate Face Jelly. I love that name. It's an aloe vera face moisturizer and it's 21 bucks. Um, listen, I I want this on my face so badly. I love that. <laughs> I like both base butter and then face jelly speak to me on many levels. It is an aloe vera gel. It has a skin balancing agent that keeps your skin's natural pH between 4.2 and 5.8, which is awesome. It has evening primrose that helps boost your skin's elasticity, lavender that regulates sebum secretion, and then it has tea tree as well to disinfect. Sounds like something that I would want to put on my skin after like an irritated peel or exfoliating mask. I want them to make a body product. Kirby and I have been dying to have Trinity Muzan Wofford. Thanks, Kirby, for helping me with the pronunciation. Of uh, She's one of the co-founders of Gold. You for sure have seen gold on like cool girls' Instagram feeds. The products are really, really beautiful. Um, so gold is a wellness and beauty brand that basically was founded in response to the very expensive, very highbrow modern wellness movement that, you know, we've all been seeing. She really wanted to make wellness seem more accessible and approachable because everyone deserves to have a self-care moment. She launched in 2017 with one product, which was a turmeric and coconut tonic, and then since has ventured into face masks and other supplements. Trinity was featured on Forbes' 30 Under 30 list, which is just so incredible. And so you can purchase her products on Urban Outfitters, Goop, and Sephora. She was the youngest woman of color to ever launch a brand at Sephora, which is wow. again, just so incredible. The tonic, I think everyone swears by, but because we love a good face mask, I am going to suggest either the Clean Greens face mask or the Lakuma Bright face mask. The Clean Green mask is like super, super green. It's made with 100% pure edible superfoods. It's got chlorella, spirulina, mango juice. It's like a green smoothie for your skin. You could probably eat it if you wanted to. <laughs> but don't because, well, chlorella is so gross, but it's good for you. Um, and then their Lacuma <laughs> Bright Face Mask is a brightening mask made with 
I don't know what lacuma is. I have never heard of lacuma. Sounds like something we should put on our face. Papaya, sea buckthorn berry. You know, so if you're looking for a brightening vitamin C packed mask, this one is it. Next, we have Briogeo. Probably one of the more popular brands on this list. Uh, and it is a clean, cruelty-free hair care line. The, the first hair care line we're mentioning. Woo! It was started by a woman named Nancy Twine. And she, like many other small beauty founders, started in her tiny apartment with the goal of creating quality, natural hair care products using her grandmother's recipes. So in addition to being clean and cruelty-free, Briogeo offers a diverse range of texture-specific products for everyone to help repair your hair, add volume, curl care, etc. The product I'm going to recommend is the Scalp Revival Charcoal and Tea Tree Scalp Treatment. This is awesome. It says for those with a dry, flaky, itchy scalp, it's actually proven in a clinical study that 95% of participants said the treatment reduced itchiness and 100% said it reduced flakiness. So if you guys are at the end of your rope with your dry, flaky scalp, maybe look into this. It has won a Best of Beauty Award um, from Allure. So clearly they're doing something right. And the way it works, it just detoxifies and removes buildup from the scalp. It, it will soothe your itchy, irritated, flaky scalp and then hydrates it as well to prevent dryness and flakiness. I think actually I've used that one and I love that one. It makes it feel like tingly, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Next brand we are going to talk about is Nikeo, which is spelled N-Y-A-K-I-O Beauty. And Nikeo is a vegan, cruelty-free, handmade, small-batch beauty brand that uses cold-pressed oils crafted with ethical, sustainable, and natural ingredients. So this is a really great <laughs> brand to be supporting if you are trying to, you know, clean up your beauty routine. Um, so Nikeo Komochi Griko is the founder. She grew up visiting her grandmother in Kenya who, you know, used coffee beans to exfoliate and take care of her skin. And so she was inspired by her grandma's practices and by her homeland and the farmers in her family. And so she uses the um, ingredients that it, think are you know from her homeland um, and from around the world to create the products uh, in her line and they are all aimed at protecting and soothing the skin and the best part about this is you can get her products at Target and the product that I am going to recommend is a sweet almond cleansing oil balm you know how much I love a cleansing oil balm I love anything sweet almond flavored, scented, whatever. Um, the sweet almonds in this particular bomb are from Spain. So they're fancy almonds. Uh, it'll, you know, leave your skin feeling soft and nourished, won't strip away um, any of your natural oils, but it's going to melt away your makeup and, you know, all the dirt and impurities. And a little bit goes a long way. So the product is uh, 25 bucks and I guarantee it will last you a long time. Okay. We're at brand number 10. This brand makes the most beautiful razor I have ever seen in my life. It's from the brand We The People. And We The People is a body care brand that carries chic single blade razors in rose gold and matte black. 
as well as hydrating body glosses and bikini line sheet masks. So if you... I need this bikini line sheet mask. I know, I know. So, okay, the founder, Karen Young, grew up watching her uncle shave meticulously and thought everyone else deserved the same experience using that single blade razor. Have you ever used a single blade safety razor? No. So before it was called We the People, she it was called, I think it was We Shave? yes. Right? Yes. So uh, some publicists sent me it. Just too beautiful to use and also intimidating because I'm really scared of cutting myself. So it's actually the safest razor you can use. It, that's why it's so, so, in, it, it's intimidating because it looks like heavy duty. Yeah. I have personally used one when I was first getting laser hair removal when I was 18 on my upper lip. They make you shave your hair and they give you a safety razor to do it and I remember being like oh my god my hair is going to grow back black it didn't because I was dumb and didn't know better then but I am no stranger to safety razors so I am dying to get this the only thing that's a bummer is that right now the products are on pre-order because of COVID and things like that so if you do want it um Obviously, the standout here is the, the, it's called the Single Sensitive Skin Safety Razor. It's $75. You reuse the actual razor component, but then you reorder um, blades to put in there, and you can use the blades until they get dull. I love the branding so much. Yes. They, it's beautiful. Karen nailed it, and really, I, 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 I want this razor so bad. I'm so jealous <laughs> that you got one. I want it so bad. Uh, but it's beautiful. So if you are looking for a razor that's going to last you a really long time, get it. Get yes. It. Okay, so those are the 10 beauty brands. Remember, you can support these brands with your dollar. Um, I had somebody message me recently and say, should we dire buy directly from the brand itself or from the retailers it's, it's a part of? And Sarah, I was talking to Sarah about this, and Sarah made a good point. I initially was like, well, it, you, the brand would probably get more money if you bought it from their website. But there's also value in purchasing from Sephora or Ulta or, or wherever these brands sell because, A, I guarantee you that you know the percentage of black-owned beauty brands on these retailers is very, very low, 10% um, if not lower. Um, so it will help bring in more black-owned beauty brands um, when they thrive. It also helps them sustain their spot in these retailers and, and helps to get their brand's growth. Exactly. Just like a general brand awareness. So um, I think what I would do is check out their Instagram and see where they're swiping up, um, you know, and providing links to purchase their product or just, you know, ask them. Also, we we want to showcase these black brands because that's the most important. But if you are a fan of other beauty brands that are not owned by black men or women, um, I think it's important to know if they are you know, standing in solidarity with the movement um, and putting their money where their mouth is. A lot of brands uh, directly profit off of people of color. And if they aren't showing up and showing out at this point, then you need to reconsider having them in your beauty routine. So we're also going to, we have a huge list here. I'm not gonna go through all of the people that have donated money, um, but we are gonna have a list of beauty brands that not only, um, you know, said something, but they actually made a flat donation. And by flat donation, what I'm saying is that they didn't ask people to buy something in order to donate. They just went ahead and made the flat donation. I think that's really important. I think I, in, for any, you know, cause that is being raised money, 
uh, or where money is being raised for, um, it's almost it's almost better to just have that flat donation versus like the percentage or like net proceeds or whatever, because you know exactly how much money they are putting forth in supporting um, these causes. So yeah, kudos to all kudos to all of these brands for sure. And of of course, we're not speaking about black beauty brands. Go buy go buy right. from black beauty brands and help them out. Um, but uh, other brands that are not uh, founded or created by um, black men or women, y'all, if you're listening, you better make a donation and you better be loud about it because this is the time. Your consumers, editors, other people in the industry want to know where you stand and they want to know that you're putting your money where your mouth is. So, Agreed. yay. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope that we brought you some joy because, damn it, it's been a week. I think everybody is tired and exhausted, and we we want this space to be uplifting and positive. Oh, but, man, sometimes it's just it's hard. So that's why we come to Los Angeles. That's, that's why we hit the road to Los Angeles. <laughs> guys but yeah no seriously um we are so grateful for all of you and please we want you to help educate us too so please share um the beauty brands that you're supporting right now or you know other brands that you think we should know of um we we think of this as a little community and a little family so help help us help you help Help ourselves (laughs) (laughs) help us help ourselves (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you next weekend again. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod. Facebook, search us and join our group. And uh, make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, review us, and leave us five stars. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.